We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. I'm Derek Larger. Joining me, Matt, my friend from Inside the Horseshoe Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about some of the free agents that are still left on the board and what we think we could do with that. Well, obviously now, the quarterback situation is figured out. Colts don't no longer need to look anywhere for that. Now we can start focusing on the other things of need, a.k.a. weapons for said quarterback. Uh, we'll start here with the wide receivers. Is there anyone, Matt, right off the top that you want to discuss first that you think we should try and go after? Um, I, I think to me, the guy I would go after first is probably Jarvis Landry. Um, I feel like him and Michael Pittman would be really cool together. I think it would fit in real well. And I think Jarvis Landry would have really nice numbers if uh, he played with a quarterback like a uh, Matt Ryan. Because we saw what he did with Baker Mayfield, who Baker's a good quarterback, but I think we can all agree Matt Ryan is a better quarterback. So I think Matt Ryan and Jarvis Landry would have a really nice connection too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just a matter of what he actually wants. You know, uh, there's been reports of him potentially going back to Cleveland, you know, other teams that have been very interested. I mean, he's probably one of the largest uh, sought out wide receivers on the market at this point. So, you know, he's probably going to take his time dealing with that. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to get Jarvis. It's just a matter of his price points probably going to be higher than anything else. So you never know. But I think another one that I uh, know that that the Colts have had contact with, that is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Market value is just shy of $9 million at the moment. Uh, is only 27 years old. Is going to be 28 uh, when the season starts. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say, I'd say he could be our number two, but he definitely could be a solid three um, for us going forward. Uh, what do you think of uh, Scantling here? I like him, you know, he won me a lot of money, so he already gets that, <laughs> you know, that going for him, so um, there's that, but no, I, I think he'd be another, uh, you know, good addition to this team, um, you know, outside of Michael Pittman, he would definitely be the best receiver on our roster at the moment, depending on who else we add, 
you know, he kind of fits what Chris Ballard wants. He's someone that can stretch the field. So, yeah, I mean, I would go after Scantley. What's your thoughts on Julio Jones? Um, you know, it, it's nice to kind of have that potential of uh, Julio and Matt Ryan reuniting together. I think that'd be fun to see in Atlanta or in Indianapolis. And, you know, it'd be fun to watch him score a couple touchdowns on Tennessee. I think that would uh, feel pretty good, too. Um, you know, it's got to be a cheap deal. You know, I, I'm not going to sign him for a ton of money. It's going to have to be more of almost like a prove-it type of deal um, because he is dealing with injuries pretty much every year now. He's kind of gone down a little bit each year um, over the last couple of years. I still think he could be valuable to the team, but, you know, there's other guys that are around his age that I personally would prefer. But if they went after Julio Jones, I wouldn't be upset depending on the price. Yeah, I think the only way I would accept him is just if you got him for a really cheap deal, which I just don't know if Julio wants to do that. But then again, a guy that's been dealing with hamstring injuries on and off for the last three years and is 33 years old, those aren't going to go away anytime soon. I mean, I just don't know what his market is at this point. But another wide receiver that I think that people aren't really talking about is Keelan Cole uh, was a wide receiver with the New York Jets. Uh, it was somebody that Michael talked about in our live stream Saturday. One of the younger guys on the <laughs> that's left on this. And he's only 28 years old, and, and I've always liked Keelan Cole as a as an athlete. Uh, what would you think about Keelan? You know, I'd be for it. You know, um, I think he could, uh, you know, benefit from having a quarterback like Matt Ryan too, because he ha- he's played with what like Sam Darnold. You know, he's played with. Uh, Zach Wilson in his first year, you know, guys like that. So he would get a big upgrade when it comes to quarterback play. So I think that would be good for him. And, you know, again, he would be one of the better guys on our roster at the moment. So, you know, depending on the price, yeah, I'd take him. I don't think it would cost too much. Is there anyone else on this uh, list that you definitely would like us to keep an eye on? As far as who's not in-house, not really at the moment, but there's a guy I want them to bring back. Um, he's kind of right there, you know, oh Mr. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> well, I, I assume you probably saw by now yeah. uh, the little emoji of, you know, him penned to the paper. Yeah. Uh, he, he's saying he has signed a contract, just not sure what – I'm not sure what that is exactly. Yeah. Uh, not sure if that's with the Colts or if that's with someone else right now. We don't know. Yeah. Um, my guess is is that if it was with the Colts, then he probably would have already said it. But right. It's not. And, uh we'll see. I don't know. What right. about OBJ? You know, I haven't heard you say anything about OBJ. Um you know, I I'm more open to it now. Um last year I wasn't hundred percent for it. At the time, just because you hear all the rumors of, oh, he's not a great locker room guy. But I think that pretty much got put to bed this past season when he was with the Rams. Um, it seemed like he was good with the Rams. He was a good teammate. Obviously, he fit in really well. And we saw that with a good quarterback, um, or I should say a really good quarterback, you know, he is very productive. He does good things. So I think you could see similar things with him in Indianapolis with Matt Ryan. It's just, you know, he's not going to be back till what, November? So 
again, it's got to be a cheap deal. I'm sure that's what he's kind of, you know, anticipating that he's going to get. I don't think he's expecting a big contract at this point, um, especially with him coming off of that uh, ACL injury. So, yeah, I mean, it's got to be cheap. Um, and you got to have other guys in there while he's out till November. So, right. you know, I- I'm more open to it. Um, I wouldn't be upset if they got him. I would be cool with it. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I think the only other wide receiver on this list that I would uh, jump to potentially is D.D. Westbrook. I know D.D. Westbrook, the last two seasons, 2020, didn't play all year, had that injury. And then 2021 goes to Minnesota. He he just never got involved. Like, they never got him involved. He played in 15 games and had 10 receptions. Don't know why. He just never got involved. And it's weird because, like, the previous three years prior to that, he combined for like 160 catches in those three seasons. So like, I just don't know where that's gone to, but I feel like DD definitely still has some more in the tank. Yeah. Um, that definitely could be the case. Um, you know, to be fair, don't know too much about him. Haven't really watched a lot about him. So I don't know how, you know, what he could bring to the table as a whole, but, um, you know, Sure, you know uh, why not? Um, are, are do you not want a reunion with Chester Rogers? Oh my God! You don't want a reunion miss in Indianapolis, crap, bro. Let him miss run out of the that. tunnel. N- miss me with all the drops. Like, miss me with all the drops. Can applaud him. I would. I would. I, I would know what his uh, hands look like if he yeah. actually used them properly. True. True. Um, um, the man could catch punt returns for a living, but couldn't catch a football as a receiver. Right. I don't know. How, I don't get it. As I always say with guys like that, he would drop the pen before signing the paper. So, um, (laughs) oh my God. All right. Um, let's move to left tackle here. Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown. I I know a lot of Colts fans like him. No, I I don't need him. Maybe he would do better with our offensive line playing next to Quinn Nelson, but didn't he allow like eight sacks last year? I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, I can't. A- I just think the with the way that offense was. I mean, again, remember he was also playing against uh, quarterbacks too that weren't used to playing. So, you know, I mean, true, maybe a couple but- of those sacks were warranted. I don't know. I mean, that could be true, but I mean, he had I think one less sack than a Eric Fisher that was coming off an Achilles injury. Um, so I mean, I I wouldn't go after Brown. A name I kind of see brought up that I think could potentially be intriguing is Cornelius Lucas. Maybe somebody like him, depending on the price. And honestly, it, it sounds like they're going to roll with um, Matt Pryor. If yeah, I know. I, I was team. about to get to that, saying that, uh, yeah, they are sounding like they're going to give him a chance. Now, they didn't yeah. say that that is definitely their answer because mm-hmm. he would be dumb to suggest that uh, that prior is the only option for us at left tackle right now. Right. My guess is with that reaction is, is they're much more looking at uh, the draft to get mm-hmm. somebody rather than going in free agency where you can yeah. get a guy and mold them behind that instead of paying 10 to 15 million for a left tackle that right. might only play like 10 games. True. 
Um, I mean, there's guys like Abraham Lucas in the draft that they might, they might look at depending on where they fall in the draft. Um, yeah. And I know, and I, I know you'll disagree with me on this. If it's a cheap deal, I'm not 100% against bringing back Eric Fisher. Because Eric yeah, Fisher came off no, that. No, I, I agree injury. with you, actually. I've been on the track of if they got him for a vet minimum that yeah. I would be not against bringing him back. I, right. I know that it, it wouldn't be the best option, but, right. I mean, again, for a cheap, I, I think that maybe maybe his uh, numbers would actually be better without mm-hmm. Wentz being the quarterback. Right. And maybe a whole off season to recover from that Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think that it actually could work yeah. in his favor, but I just don't know if the Colts believe that to be true. I, I honestly think he's going to play much better this season. Um, I, I think, think he's he going to have too. a much better I think he'll season. play better. So I'm not against it. I know a lot of Colts fans are like, get him out of here. But I mean, <laughs> look, Matt Ryan, he's going to get the ball out quick. He's going to get it out a lot faster than Carson Wentz. I, I True. Depending on the price, man, I'm not against it. I, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I wouldn't hate it if it was if it was a small contract. Right. So I'm not even going to discuss tight ends uh, right. in this list. Obviously, it's a need, but, I mean, all the tight ends are gone to me other mm-hmm. than maybe Gronk, and I think you and I both acknowledge that, and yeah. I think – Outside of that, the tight end market is extremely thin at this point. Yeah, It just doesn't seem like there's much of a need for that. I think you probably just draft one at this point, which is what I told you specifically Saturday. Yeah. I did not want them to do, but we had to wait on Matt Ryan, yeah. and we couldn't get a tight end to come here and play with us because we didn't have our quarterback situation figured out. But anyway, oh. we'll go into the corners now. It's the last thing here. Depth purposes wise, I wouldn't even say we're that bad when it comes to cornerback depth right now. Yeah. But I think we truly need a number one corner. I know everyone's saying, oh, face on, look at him. He's coming up, man. He's he could be potentially a number one. I need to see a lot more out of Brandon Face on before I'm willing to accept that he's a number one. So, I mean, simple fact for me, man, I think the Colts should go get Stephon Gilmore. I agree. Um, I think he's going to the Raiders, if I had to guess. But if they can yeah. get Stephon Gilmore and he hasn't like made his mind up yet, do it. I mean, they freed up some cap space. They got $26 million to spend. Honestly, with how deep this draft class is with uh, receivers, I would prefer to go after a corner. You know, I prefer to go after Stephon Gilmore before going after a receiver. And some people are going to disagree with me, but Look at look at all the receivers, man. Look at the speed. Look at the athleticism. Look at it all. I mean, there's some guys that I think are going to fall to round four or five that have potential to be starters in the league. So I, I would use this money, and I'm sure they'll probably try to restructure other contracts, but use this money that you have right now and go after Stefan Gilmore. I mean, I can't imagine he would cost like $20 million or anything like that. No, he's 31 years old, but you know, you're definitely going to have to pay a hefty price for him because he's Stephon Gilmore. He's still got it um, quite a bit. I mean, you know, people have been talking about Tyron Matthew um, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. I don't think I've heard much about you saying anything about Tyron Matthew much. Yeah, I want him. Um, If he wants to come to Indianapolis, bring him. You know, we can run, you know, you know, formations with three safeties out there. 
Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, yeah, we shouldn't go after him. You know, we're good on safety. No, we're not. You know, I mean, Julian Black. I mean, we are good on safety, but I mean, for Gus Bradley's system, yeah, the way he runs his scheme of defense, there's a lot of different ways you can use a player like Tyron Matthews. Yeah, and also Julian Blackman's coming off of that uh, torn um, ACL, you know, injury. So there's that. So bringing Tyron Matthew, look if like, and I love Kari Willis, but if you had me, if you had to make me choose between him and Tyron Matthew, I'm choosing Tyron Matthew. So right, and Matthew's going to be 30. You yeah. know, he's not going to be around for very long, but you know that you can have Kari Willis as well. Yeah. In that mix. And, you know, you're still going to have him as your long term plan. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, you can have all three of them out there. You can, you know, interchange and consistently move them in and out. That way, you know, you constantly have people that are, you know, not out of breath and that are fully energized out there. You don't lose like a, you know, a beat. So, right. I, I would bring him in. Absolutely. It's probably going to cost a decent penny, but. I mean, it, it feels like he's coming to Indy. I would certainly hope so. Uh, I don't want, don't I? Don't think he's going to to Dallas. Yeah. Unlike the what the reports say, from what I've heard, that a lot of those reports are BS. Yeah. Uh, and Same. they've re-signed both their safeties as yeah. well, so it doesn't sound like a recipe for bringing Tyron Matthew in. So right. Hey, Ballard, just go go give the Honey Badger what he wants, man. Time yeah. to. I'm going to bring another playmaker into this defense to make plays with. Fly down to Disney World. Hang out with him and the family. You know, <laughs> eat some uh, Mickey Mouse ice cream bars, and ice oh cream sandwiches. Um, right All right, let's move mountain. on. Let's move on. All right, we're, we're good with that. All right, you said Patrick Peterson. Uh, mm-hmm. You brought that name up a little bit. I've been bringing that name up quite a bit when it comes to this stuff. What what more merit do you think there is with Patrick Peterson? He look I'm, as far as I know, he doesn't feel like he's you know washed. That's all the kids like to say. Um, still has some talent, and honestly, I, I think he's good enough to be a number one cornerback. Um, I would feel more confident in Stephon Gilmore, but I think Patrick Peterson still has some to you know something to prove, and I think he'll go out there and play really good football. I, I just think if you can have him, Kenny Moore, and then Isaiah Rogers out there together, I, I'm happy. I feel very confident in our uh, cornerback group. What do you think the odds are of the Colts re-signing guys like TJ Carey and Xavier Rhodes? So I think there's a pretty good chance TJ Carey could get re-signed. Um, I think that, you know, I feel like there's a better chance that he could come back than um, Xavier Rhodes. Um, I would bring back Xavier Rhodes. You know, he, you know, dealt with some injuries last year. Yeah, he's not like, you know, a number one guy, you know, but screw it. You know, if you can't get Stefan Gilmore or Patrick Peterson, he's probably your next best option. Here's another one that's been very interesting. Uh, PJ Williams, uh, Mm. quarterback from the Saints. Uh, I mean, I look at some of his stats and I'm quite surprised. You know, he is since entering the league, he uh his rookie season played in only four games, but after that has not played in any less than 14 games in a season. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's been primarily a roll corner uh for a lot of different reasons. But nevertheless, 
you know, has a lot of good experience and he's had a couple seasons where he's accumulated some sacks, a couple seasons where he's forced some fumbles and he's had an interception and at least every season yeah. except his rookie season. So, you know, th- th- he, he seems like a guy that, uh, you know, could be an additional added piece if the Colts weren't looking to go like super expensive. Yeah. Um, just kind of looking at his numbers, it seems like he's improving. Too. I mean, obviously, 2018, you know, that was, you know, the year we had the most tackles of his career. But I mean, three interceptions this past season had uh, 42 tackles, a forced fumble. Yeah. I mean, that's another guy I think that could be an option that would be affordable. I don't think it would cost too much money. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against PJ Williams being signed. Um, that could be a nice little piece to add to this team. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for these groups of people, guys. Uh, Let us know in the comments what you think on the Colts' positions of need and what the Colts should do at those positions of need. Thank you guys again so much for the continued support. Greatly appreciate it. Also, shout out again to my guy, Matt, from Inside the Horseshoe Podcast. If y'all aren't subscribed to him on YouTube, I don't know what you're doing. He's close to 1,000 subs now, so make sure y'all help us get him there. Thank you guys again so much. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.